Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. And today, I am super excited to bring on one of my students that within four months has already accumulated four properties. He is crushing it, and he's going to show us how he did it and how you can do it too. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. What's up, guys? Super pumped, as always, to have you here on the Master Passive Income Show. Now, I don't normally talk about certain things outside of real estate like movies, but I just watched a movie. It's a super fun movie. Now, I'll start with the premise, and I don't normally talk about this stuff, but it was just so much fun that I want to share with you. So I really enjoy the movie Groundhog Day. You know, Bill Murray, he goes to Punxsutawney. He's a weatherman, and he sees the Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, and he repeats that day over and over again. And you see a change in his life. You see a change in him throughout the entire movie. It's a fun, fun movie. I just really enjoy it. My kids laughed a lot, and it, it's a lot of fun. And so I like that movie, the premise of repeating the day over and over again, and the changing of a character after trying to do the same day over and over again. Well, there's another one that I like. It's really fun. It's called The Edge of Tomorrow. I think it's also called Live, Die, Repeat with Tom Cruise. That's a fun movie as well. It's much more bloody, much more gory. It's more of a a sci-fi, repeat-the-day type of movie. But here was a fun one, a really fun take on repeat-the-day type of movie. It's called Boss Level. Boss Level, it's so much fun. Think of like a video game where the very last guy, he's the boss. You got to beat the boss, man. And it stars Frank Grillo. He was in, I think, The Avengers, and he was Romulo in The Avengers. Anyways, he's a little older. He's like 56 years old. But man, he doesn't look like it. I mean, he's ripped, and he is tough and strong. But the movie is so much fun. And you see the character develop in him where he seems very, very self-centered and selfish in the beginning. And he repeats the day over and over again. And then eventually he grows and changes. It's just a really, really fun movie. I think it's on Hulu right now, but it came out in 2021. I just share it because Man, I just really enjoyed it. And you'll kind of, I guess you'll kind of see the type of humor that I like or the type of fun movies. Like my wife definitely loves the, uh, I don't know, types of movies that are chick flicks or, you know, like girly movies. I definitely don't care for those. There's some that are might be okay. Actually, my goal in life is to never, ever watch the movie The Notebook. That's my goal in life. I, I'm... I'm uh, I'm making that now. Like I, I'm on track to never watch the movie Notebook, and my wife knows I will never watch that movie. But I've heard so many good things about it from women, and I'm just like, I'll pass. You'll see. <laughs> this is definitely not that type. Much more enjoyable. Obviously, I think I like things like Groundhog Day, Dumb and Dumber, those types of movies. I'm just a regular guy. That's all to say, I'm a regular everyday person. I figured out how to invest in real estate. Like you see the type of movies that I watch. I like to go and shoot guns. I like to read the Bible. I like to go to church. I like to work out. I like to just really just do normal everyday things. I don't fly on million dollar planes. In fact, I don't care to own really, really expensive cars. We have one car. 
That's literally what we have. It's a Ford Expedition because we have four kids. I'm just a normal, I guess normal. People kind of get, oh, what's normal? Like I'm a regular everyday person. Now, if I can do this investing, if I can invest in real estate, buy one rental property that makes me $250 a month in passive income, and then scale that business over and over again to where I have 30 plus properties making me a minimum of 250 a month, eventually you just have more and more money that you do not have to work. And I, I, I almost guarantee this. More than likely, you listening to this are 100% smarter than me. Like, there's without a doubt, I'm not that smart. I've just figured out that there is a way to buy real estate. It's really not that hard. And with that, you make money in passive income. There's just a right and a wrong way to do it. Actually, there are many wrong ways to do this real estate investing, but there's only a few right ways to do it. Back in 2008, when there was a crash, I started investing back in 2006 before the crash. I was solely investing for passive income. I did not care if the value went down or up because I'm going to give these properties to my kids. And so with that, I bought for passive income. And I kid you not, in the downturn, the crash of 2008, I made more and more money. I, my rents went up. I had more people wanting to stay at my place because sadly, they lost their homes. They couldn't afford the mortgage, so there's more renters. And so whether the market went up, the market went down, or the market went sideways, I made so much more money because I own real estate that makes me money in passive income. And me, a regular everyday guy, just like your next door neighbor, like you just ask anybody at my church. If somebody says, hey, Dustin, I heard you invest in real estate. I'm like, yeah, I do. They said, well, wow, man, I'm really looking forward to getting into it. And I've said, oh, that's great. Hey, let's, you know, let's go get some coffee and hang out and chat about it. I'll, I'll share with you. In fact, I'll just go ahead and give you my book. Just, you know, get my book. It's, I'm just a, like, think of your next door neighbor, somebody at your church that literally just wants to hang out and wants to help you out. It's so much fun for me. And this is why I have Master Passive Income and the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And this is why I brought on my student who after, actually the timeline was basically this. He started working with me or you know, joining the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership in January of 2022. And then he knew he needed to go to RoopCon, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, because he knew he needed to get off the couch and be around the right people. And take action steps. So what he did, he went to RubeCon in March, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference that we have where we gather together to make investing better. And he went to that. And after that, he said, I am doing it. He's, he's just taking one step after another. So joined the membership, learned, then went to RubeCon, gra grabbed a big community of people to help in grow each other. And then now, it's now August. He literally has four properties in, what is that, four months, five months, something like that, four properties in five months. That's absolutely amazing. I think I might've said one time in the intro that it was four months. I think it's five months now because it's August, March. Eh, anyways, it's probably started in May. So let's say it's four months. Anyways, I'm rambling on. But what is awesome is he actually did this and he's a regular everyday person just like me and you. And the reason why I bring on my students is because to encourage you. And so let's bring on my student, Joshua Livingston, who is going to share with us how he invested in real estate in four months, got four properties, and how you can do it too. All right, here we go. Joshua Livingston, thank you so much for being here on the show with me. Uh, thanks for having me, Dustin. It's uh, it's exciting. It's definitely a pleasure. Man, this is so great. I love bringing on people, like regular everyday people that 
have been able to invest in real estate because a lot of people think, oh man, it's for the wealthy or you have to have a lot of education or experience or whatever it might be. But at the same time, that, that might be the case where those things help. A lot of money definitely helps. A lot of education, a lot of, uh, you know, like say experience definitely helps, but anybody can do this. And so Josh, talk to us a little bit about how you just started, like you got started investing in real estate, you know, listening to podcasts and really just jumping in. Talk to us about what you were doing before and then what really got you into investing in real estate. Actually, I mean, e even before, uh, you know, the pandemic it just kind of changed how, you know, how we did our jobs, how we lived our, our daily lives. Uh, I, you know, my nine to five is, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's a government job. I know, you know, Dustin, you, you kind of, you've been there too. Uh, just decided it was only going to take me so far. I wanted to take a more active role and be in the driver's seat of like, okay, well, I mean, I can like hope for promotions, like, you know, all this stuff, but um, real estate's always kind of been in the back of my mind. So like walking on breaks and lunches, listen to podcasts and, you know, and yours was, you know, one of them that I would listen to just routinely. And, uh, but yeah, so I was just gaining so much like free information from you. Know, like, honestly, I, I, I got a lot, yeah, you know, uh, to use the term value add, you know, <laughs> just straight out of the, the the free content. I mean, it, but it it didn't quench the thirst for more. So when I saw other opportunities, yeah, so like, okay, I'm definitely buying the you know the program. Yeah, you know, I want to see like what else is there. Uh, but yeah, RubeCon that was when everything kind of launched. I'd been saving. I had a side uh, side hustle. Uh, that was just bringing me, you know, a few hundred extra bucks. And I was just, you know, letting that just uh, bank onto on the side, uh, wasn't dipping into that so that I could get that first down payment. I know, you know, you, you say that your your first investment is in yourself and that's, that's what I was trying to do. I'm like, oh man, I, uh, that was the big scary hurdle. I'm like, oh, I got, you know, like who has, you know, enough for a down payment, th you know, these days, like who saves anymore? Uh, <laughs> it was never my strong suit, but that's uh, very true. You know, if I had this extra money that was just never part of my budget, you know, through a side hustle, that's really what did it. And then, then well, this, this past December, um, you know, mom, you know, well, she had taken sick last year, but she passed in, uh, in December and that was kind of the catalyst. I said, you know, I can't sit on the sidelines. I like I'm, you know, I I did have a you know a small inheritance there that was enough to push me over my financial goal there to to make that first purchase. So then I was ready to shop, and uh, it was actually uh, shortly before I I got to come to RubeCon. So the timing actually worked out pretty great. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, my mom passed away. It was 2017. She was only 57 years old. And um, it, it's definitely, uh, it makes you kind of wake up to realize that life is very short. And I, I, anybody that says, you know, talks about their parents, I say, well, make sure you call them up all the time. Like talk to them more than you think you should, because when they're gone, you're going to wish that you could talk to them. I wish I could call my mom I mean, basically every single day. And so it's just a bummer. But if then it was great that your mom was able to leave you something that is benefiting you now. And that's what we're doing here with Master Passive Income, buying real estate, creating generational wealth that we can, you know, we can leave a legacy for our family so that they can have real estate, they can have passive income. So I love that you 
are like you literally started moving forward. So you joined the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership where you do group coaching, have all these courses and the community, which is great. You're active in the student community, which is so helpful. Like people get encouraged when you're sharing all your wins and encouraging them, giving them insights and ideas. And then with that, you went to RubeCon. So the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference and where you actually bought the ticket before you, to RubeCon before you joined the membership and then started joining the membership, started going and then went to RubeCon and from RubeCon, which was in March and we're recording this, it says uh, September 1st, from that point forward, from RubeCon to September. So March to September, you've already got four units. I mean, you're, you're just doing, you're moving so well. You have another one under contract, I believe. So walk us through that first property because usually the first property is the hardest one to get. It was, I mean, not just, you know, uh, from a technical standpoint, but just emotional. I had never bought a house before. Yeah. I, I had always rented and, uh, you know, so, so that was, that was already a hurdle I knew I was going to be facing, but, uh, yeah. So with the momentum of RubeCon, cause honestly, that, that was a huge perspective change for me. Like, I mean, the, the, you know, the monthly calls are, are fantastic, uh, the sense of community, but Rubecom, it's just being in person that made it real. And, you know, I, I use that to fuel me and to that, you know, you get that inner voice sometimes when you're about to do something big and scary. I've never done this before. And I'm like, okay, wait, no, I know a hundred guys who have just spent the weekend talking about things just like this that we've done. So, I kept that in the back of my mind whenever, you know, I'm, I'm signing the papers or I'm, I'm making that first offer. I mean, that was scary. Cause I'm thinking like, and I want to pause for a quick second and share that. Honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that accomplish that 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. You know, what, what if they accept it? You know, and I'm like, I, I obviously I want them to accept my offer, but <laughs> uh, like I said, just um, new things are, I mean, are, are we scary? I inherited, you know, one property, but uh, that's, that's not one of the ones that I'd, I'd purchased. And, and that one later on is, is going to be a rental, but because it's next door to, I mean, uh, that was mom's house, you know? So, uh, one day that'll, that'll be a rental, but not including that one. I've made three purchases. I've got one under contract. That first one though, didn't do everything perfect. Uh, I did, you know, everything that, you know, I, I thought I was, uh, covering all bases. Uh, I didn't do bad. It's still, you know, it's still a win. It's still, uh, that one brings about a little over $300 a month. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, what do you mean? Not bad. Three hundred dollars a month is a lot of money in passive <laughs> oh, yeah. income. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, 
I uh, I just I had some surprises later on after uh, after the the buy because I I didn't realize that the house was going to need rewired and that is an expense. I, I've been there. Oh, I've been done. there. And you'll <laughs> yeah, it especially. I had two properties personally, so I was buying um, two properties at the same time, or relatively like you know back to back, and I had a bunch of under contract, and I was closing on two of them, and both of them. Out of nowhere, I didn't realize this, but in one specific area of the country, Ohio, um, if the electricity had been off for a year, then it has to be reinspected by the city. And if it doesn't pass current, like current electrical, this is something like you, know, you wouldn't know unless you went through it. And me being a coach, I'd literally tell my students, hey, watch out for this because it can happen. And so they said it has to go all the way up to code. So it was back in code back, what? 40 years ago, but now it's literally out of code. So you, now you get to spend $3,500, $4,000 to, re- and that was two houses for me to do <laughs> repair both houses. But those things happen and they come with, uh, you're going to grow from that with knowledge and obviously being a part of the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership and, and RubeCon as well, asking questions where we're all working together. These are all insights that only really come with ex- uh, experience and being around other people who have had these experiences. So you got that first property, Let's make it $300 a month in passive income. We, You know, and obviously uh, this is a barrier, like $250 is the minimum. And that is for the good times and the bad times. Like we want to make sure we're getting $250 because sometimes it might dip into your, your passive income where you thought you were normally making $300, but there was a big expense. You didn't see that. Now it's dropped down to like $150 or something like that. But we always want to have $250. Now, how quickly, I got to ask, how quickly did the second property come after that first property? Because I know what I've seen with my students, but I want to see what you say. I closed on my first property, April 19th, and I closed on my second, May 31st. <laughs> so, so a little more, like a, not not even a month and a half, like a little over a month. And I, <laughs> I, I absolutely, you're not um, an outlier. Everybody, like literally all of my students, <laughs> as soon as, because, the hardest part is building the business. And you know, we talk about this all the yeah. time, building the business so that it runs itself. That's the hardest part. But as soon as you have that, it's just finding the right inventory and buying it. And so no joke, the year, that's like literally what happens within a month, maybe at most two months, the second property comes where the first property takes years to get to. Then you get the first property, second property is like, boom, right like that. Yeah, you're right. It really did. Because I, I felt like I was I was shopping around forever and I was uh, daily, multiple times a day talking with my, my real estate agent. And uh, I mean, thank goodness she had, you know, the, the, uh, the patience of a saint, cause she was always, you know, uh, ready and willing to answer any questions. I mean, I, I had what I thought I was just asking silly questions. And so she's, she was a great, but she would, you know, make suggestions to me. I, you know, find things on Zillow all the time. I was just like glued to Zillow. Uh, you know, in my market area. And I say, you know, hey, you know, what, what, what about this one? And because uh, I'd run through the numbers like, you know, as long as the numbers work, hey, I'm happy. And I have to say, uh, Dustin, I absolutely love your, your green light tool. Uh, I The green light deal analyzer? Yes. Yes. That, yeah. I, I use that on every single property that I analyze. I mean, because Sweet. the 1% rule is is great. <laughs> Uh, as just kind of like a cursory, but if I want to see like, okay, well, brass tax, is this actually something that can work? Uh, it's just that, you know, that, that, uh, that tool helps make sense for me. So I, I, I it gives it. me more, com- um, more confidence in like, okay, I'm not forgetting something. It's all accounted for. 
That's terrific. Yeah. And so for everybody listening, what Josh is talking about is the one minute green light deal analyzer. And that has really helped me too, because we, there's so many different calculations and so many different criteria that you, you want to make sure you hit. And as best as I did, I made a calculator and it has been helping me so much. And obviously Joshua, I'm so glad you shared that because that has just been a, a, a it's just a game changer if you get the one minute green light deal analyzer. And so, yeah, but you can go to my site if you want to check that out. Now, Joshua, so from there, you are continually building and buying more properties. Now, do you mind sharing where you are investing, like what city, what state, and why you even pick that? I live in a, in a pretty small town. I'm, so I'm actually, I've been investing in my in my hometown. It's a you know, small area of Southern Ohio. And I there was just, part of, you know, looking in Zillow, I had originally thought, okay, you know, I'll take a look and see what the market looks like in places like Cincinnati and Cleveland and, you know, Columbus, you know, larger metro areas, like maybe I'll hit a suburb and find, you know, a honeypot there. And so while I was, you know, looking for other markets, I kept seeing things that were popping up on Zillow in practically in my backyard, like one that was like half a mile from my house. I'm like, hey, that's actually a pretty cool you know, uh, property there that would make me some money. That was my first, the first offer. I mean, I didn't, you know, that sale uh, didn't happen. Um, looking back, I'm, I'm glad it didn't, but without an inspection, like there's something they're hiding. If they say, no, you cannot have an inspection period. Like, well, then you cannot have my offer. <laughs> You're not going to take my money at all. I mean, that was just kind of what got me, you know, nudged in that direction. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still looking at the other areas. Uh, at, but I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be taking this seriously, you know, in my, my local area, which I never thought, my God, it's kind of a small area. Maybe it's like, there's not going to be deals like that. I'm like, nobody's, you know, making this kind of money and where they're actually cash flowing it. Yeah. You know? Cause I always heard, you know, rental prices were, were different than what they turned out to be. But uh, I'm like, well, who's even going to do a property manager? Well, I did some asking around and actually just actively looking for <laughs> for that. Uh, I'd never, I guess I'd never really asked, never uh, thought to, but I hadn't seen any signs. So I didn't think there were any property managers in my area. I was very wrong. Uh, you know, found one that you know, I, I really click with and, um, you know, and she's been great, very helpful. Once I, I located her, she had a bunch of contacts and, you know, uh, some uh, you know, handyman, you know, electrician, of course, you know, me being from the area, there were a few that I already, you know, had in my network. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll make offers in my local area too. That's great. I love how you were already ready to invest out of your area because a roadblock, a lot of people have when they start looking at investing and it's like, man, in my area, I can't find any properties. And they feel like that's a limitation, meaning they have to invest in the same city that they live in, which is definitely not the case. We invest all over the country, wherever, wherever there is a good area that we build the business first, that we can find good inventory, which means the properties that we buy is good inventory. When we can find a good area, we're going to invest there because we're not the experts. We want to hire experts that are going to do the work for us. So that is fantastic. So Joshua, talk to us about when you were going to get your first property, how you're a part of RoopCon as well as the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership, the group coaching that I do, how did that help you to move the needle, like, like to actually move on these properties and then maybe anything that you might have learned throughout the process? Looking back, I think that it helped me with that, that first purchase is just, like I said, the confidence, but it, it nudged me to just not be afraid and just you know, jump in, do it. I mean, do, you know, do your due diligence, do your research, you know, but like once you've done like the analytical stuff and like, okay, the numbers work, 
we've, you know, we've hashed that out. Then all the, the nerves and stuff like, yeah, they can be there, but you're going to do it anyway, because, you know, you feel that support of the community. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I used to think that that was just kind of like a cheesy thing. Like, you know, people say like, oh, we got this, you know, great community. And then you get there and like, nobody's talking. And, you know, and I'm like, no, no, you know, I've, I've met these guys, these, you know, uh, men and women from all over the country. And I'm like, I mean, I can, I can shoot a message uh, anytime, but anyway, just having, having that backing, uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, just friends. I mean, that's all a network is, is, you know, just friends and, uh, and acquaintances and such, but that's what pushed me to, you know, to go ahead, make that offer. Um, you know, they'd counter, come back with something, you know, and, and I, I'd, I'd make adjustments once we locked in, we had, you know, the, the property inspection, which of course was a, um, you know, that one, I, the, the, pro, or sorry, the inspector that I wanted to go with was, he was overbooked because I, I did a 10 day inspection. Well, uh, I know Dustin, you, you know, you typically go with a 10 days for me with the inspector that I like, he is the best priced in my area. He's got just cause he's got lower overhead, but I've got to give him more time. So I don't do it with anything less than 14 day inspection period. And so I've done that several times. So, um, I actually had I spoke with him earlier today. He did an inspection on the one I got under contract. So that's three of the four, you know, contracts. He's been my inspector. So, yeah. Uh, but just bumping that learning from the first one, I was able to uh, just make that shift from 10 to 14 in my particular area. Uh, that, and you can, and I always say yeah. like the minimum of $250 a month in passive income, that's the minimum. Same thing, 10 day inspection period. That's the minimum. If you can get a 50 or like, or a, a full inspection period, like let's say it's a 45 day closing. You say, Hey, I want a 45 day inspection period. That would be fantastic. Like that's, let's absolutely do that. Sellers don't always like that. And so, but yeah, if you can get to 14 days, that's just fantastic too. So you now have another one on the contract. Talk to us about how that one's going and how are you going to continually scale your business to buy the next property? The one that I've got under contract right now, uh, that that one has been a roller coaster. Uh, just I've been watching it for months, since March. Uh, it's been on Zillow and he, I mean, he, he wanted, originally he was asking the 115 and I I know my market here, you know, locally. And I'm like, I, he's all the, all the comparables. I'm like, I don't see how he's asking 115 uh, for that. But uh, anyway, it was just, it was always on my Zillow. Uh, I'd made an offer when he, you know, back in, I think March or April. I mean, of course, you know, he never took me up on, on that. Cause I was looking for something. I think I came in at about 65 or 66 on that offer. Cause I'm like, Hey, my numbers are, are crushing. If I get that, uh, so I'll throw it out there, see if he comes back and actually wants to deal, but I get a notification Zillow. He had, he had dropped the price considerably. Uh, so after some back and forth negotiation on the price, I was able to lock that one in for, he ended up coming down more than 25,000. It was about $75,000. This one excited me because I love the location of it. Uh, everything looks like it's going to be ready to go pretty much turnkey because he's not been there very long, but he's put a lot of new modernization into it. You know, it's just, you know, very uh, fancy and clean on the inside, um, you know, fresh paint. But it reminded me of some the proximity to local hospitals. I thought, okay, this is someday that 
maybe I could rent this out to traveling nurses or something or, or, or turn it into an Airbnb uh, just because that neighborhood, you know, would actually be a nice one for that. But I wasn't going to make a buy without it, at least making sense with the numbers with the long-term rental. The, the negotiations, we, we finally got it set on a number, which I thought was going to be the hard part. Uh, but then just, I don't, I'm not sure what was going on with the, the seller's agent. Uh, you know, he it, it just, he, he wasn't maybe relaying everything or just not conveying the message of what I was trying to go for. Cause, uh, cause I'm making these offers and he's wanting, uh, a possession 30 days after close. Yeah. Which is not uncommon. Uh, but I'm like, God, that wasn't going to be a good fit for me. Like I, I'd be happy to lease it back to him. Uh, but I like, I feel you know, like it would be easier. I'd be in a better position if I had to remove him as a tenant. I'd actually have probably an easier process and and less costly. Ohio's not that bad, honestly. Ohio's not that bad for evicting people. And I love the idea of, of that you're actually going to put him in a lease. It could be a, a zero this first month, but if he stays longer, then it's like, you know. $500 more than the market rent or something, whatever. Like you're, you're making, you're putting teeth to it to get him out. But at the same time, um, if you have a lease, you can evict them. They're a tenant now. So definitely get that in place. And I'd, I'd been talking to him about, uh, you know, like a, a 3% close. They, you know, they slapped that down and like, okay, well they kind of like as a gesture, you know, that they're coming back with $500. Uh, but then, Everything just went silent. Yeah, we weren't hearing back from the seller's agent. Like, okay, well, we agreed on a number. Why is this not working? I think the seller's agent was on a vacation and he just maybe had too many irons in the fire. So I decided, well, he is in my local area. I jumped on Facebook and I found we've got some mutual friends. So I connected with the seller directly. <laughs> I shot him a message. You know, I said, you know, hey, uh, you know, hey, can you give me a call when you when you get a chance? And so, you know, later on he did. We we chatted. And, um, turns out, uh, you know, we've actually been at the, the ball fields at the same time before, you know, our kids playing sports, uh, small world that way. But I mean, within 10 minute conversation, uh, I was like, okay, what was a roadblock? You know, I just, I just determined, I wanted to see that as an opportunity to, you know, solve a problem and, you know, get creative. So I said, look, I be happy to to lease that back to you because he was afraid of moving so quickly, you know, like having the deal. And if it came down to the closing table and it just didn't happen, then his family's uprooted and he's just you know, got that uncertainty. I'm like, look, I, you know, I understand that. So like I got him, you know, a 30 day lease, uh, you know, in the contract, uh, that's the agreement. And that 500 that he was going to put toward closing, I said, look, we'll just, we'll call that rent. That's great. I mean, that's what we are as investors. We're problem solvers. We figure out what a problem that the seller has and we fix that problem for them or we help help as best as we can to what's going to benefit us, but also benefit them as well. So that that's super creative jumping on Facebook and actually contacting the seller. Man, I love that. So man, Joshua, so it's been so great information. Now, you are active inside the uh, Slack community where people can connect with you too. So for everybody listening, if you want to join and, and chat with Josh Joshua about all of his, his stuff and everything that he's doing, um, if you join the membership, you'll be in there with him. And Joshua, you're 100% right. Like I always thought, yeah, when somebody talks about the community that they have, like the networking that goes on, it's kind of like an 
it's an ancillary thing. No, it's actually a big deal. And I only know that now. Like I always kind of read it off, wrote it off. But now that I'm actively in it and participating in and facilitating it, it is so much better because, man, you don't feel like you're alone. You feel like you're with everybody else, especially like we have a community for the student community in Master Passive Income. So all the students are in there. We also have another one for RubeCon. So if you go to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, we have another community. Like you're automatically put into that community to be a part of the conversation, helping each other out. It is, it's phenomenal. So Joshua, this has been so great. I really appreciate you coming on and encouraging everybody because like I said, I've always tried to say, Regular everyday people can do this. And so I really appreciate you. And so Joshua, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all your insights. And man, uh, I'm rooting for you. So you're doing a great job. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, just kind of just lighten the spark and, uh, you know, giving me a little bit better direction. Uh, You know, so I, I really do feel like I'm finally in the driver's seat of building that future that yeah, I don't think that I could have gotten anywhere else. Well, hey, you keep it up. I'm looking forward to seeing it by, by RubeCon 2023. Now, if, you, if anybody else wants to go, you can use the promo code podcast. It'll give you 10% off. I just want you to go. But you'll be able to hang out with Joshua there and me, obviously, and all the other people. It's going to be so awesome. But yeah, I look forward to hanging out with you again at RubeCon 2023. But man, thanks again, buddy. It's great seeing you again. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.